edible arrangements. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark, but is sprinkled. Other question marks are sprinkled through. I have not written a Thursday podcast intro yet. How long have we been doing two pods? And every Thursday, I'm like, well, it doesn't end with a question mark and start with a question. And then I riff. And that's what you get. A good old riff. It's Thursday. We have a guest today. That guest is Megan Gailey. Two, uh, I have two disclaimers on this podcast. Number one, this was recorded a while ago, not a long, long time ago, but time's a flat circle. So I have no idea if it was a week or two weeks, but it was the Sunday that Meghan Markle interview with Oprah happened. So it was a, a Sunday a while ago. And then the other disclaimer is that uh, I know these podcasts have been going deep on Thursdays or whatever. They've gotten a little heavy or introspective. This one isn't that. This is a very light, fun listen. Um, We're mostly being sarcastic the whole time. And to be honest, I'm not thrilled with my performance here. I'm clearly trying to impress Megan because I want her to be my friend. And um, I know she's very funny. And I do too much. Like, I think I say, damn, a couple too many times. Uh, which maybe I'm just really familiar with because I went through to save Travis the headache and gave him edit notes for this, which is why you're listening to it later than usual on a Thursday. Um, but yeah, just ignore me. Um, Megan's super funny and a great stand-up comedian. You should check her stuff out and follow her on Twitter. Uh, we love her. She's great. This is not a, um, I've known this person forever and I want to go deep. This is a, I want to know this person and maybe I can use my podcast to con them into being friends with me. So you'll hear if that works. Hopefully it's successful. Um, So here it is, a slightly old conversation with Megan Gailey. Hi, Megan Gailey. Hi. Usually I've been using this podcast to like talk to people that I love already because I want my audience to get to know them because I love them so much as people. Mm-hmm. You, I think, are going to be one of those people, but we, I should be honest, we genuinely have not met, like I have not, I consider you like an internet friend, but I also don't uh, even know if you feel the same way about me. Well, I consider you like an... I don't want to say idol because I think we're like Shut the same up, age, don't. but like, um, you know, it's thrilling. It's like, it, I feel like our relationship is a meta. We, we've been like, we've met maybe at some parties and vibed. Yes, yes. And then you were like, do you want to go out? And I was like, oh my God, I do. <laughs> I do want to. And now this is that date. Oh, that's so <laughs> awesome to know because I feel like such a like a dork asking like do you want to come up my podcast it just feels so dumb but we yeah. did that thing for faded the other night we did a yeah. uh, spelling bee and in it i was like man megan gailey is funny i want to talk to her and so i was well, like let's just ask i appreciate that because i went out kind of early in the spelling bee yeah i didn't I say talked. you were smart i just said i that talked you were a funny. big game i said i won a spelling <laughs> bee in second grade and I really was big for my damn britches, and then I spelled fiduciary wrong. It's which a, is a it's a tar- tough word. I thought the spelling bee was going to be easier. Me too. Really. Like I was Me like, too. oh, you guys are coming at this harder than I was expecting. So then I just got very drunk and high, mm. Um, mm. which is as one does. I guess that's a, that's a way to win a spelling bee as well. Sure. Yeah, you didn't lose. That's for uh-uh. sure. Uh-uh. Uh, I did. I did lose. I lost handily from emphysema. And you know what? I would say it's the hardest way anyone has ever lost by emphysema. You got far, though. I was like, wow, uh, this is impressive. Is is. You know, and then, spelling. And <laughs> I was like, she's a genius. She's a genius. Yeah, that's me. I'm very smart. Uh, but anyway, so point is, I just wanted to ask you how your pandemic was going because yes. um, you're a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And I am kind of observing how a stand-up comedian is coping with the pandemic because I have one here. Yeah. But I also imagine everyone's situation is different. What's it been like for you? Oof, you know, it's been I was <laughs> well, it's like it's so wild to even look back on the experiences yeah. that I've done on Zoom. Like I, I I as we were messaging planning this, I told you I'm hungover from a Zoom wedding. Like crazy. I, I went to a Zoom wedding and then I was like, I'm gonna act like I'm at a wedding and yes. got so drunk. We were my husband and I and then like our friends that you know we feel safe being around were doing karaoke and oh, no. there's quotes for this in our home with just not plugged in microphones. Oh my god. <laughs> just like screaming when we were young by Adele. Um so like 
we acted, we, we got blacked out basically. And, but then for this wedding, we did a Zoom bachelorette party the week before and there was a stripper on Zoom. Shut up, that's awesome. Yeah, it was. And like, I don't actually even love male strippers. Sure. Um, and then, but like getting to be in a male stripper's home with him, oh, really. Oh, such a fascinating and different experience. Yes. I mean, I saw Billy Rock's kitchen. Oh, and uh, what, what was it I, like? It was really tidy, yeah. and he had a blessed sign. Like, oh my god! Just, I didn't, I didn't want to know his interior <laughs> decor style, but then yeah, like, I don't need to. They, they need to know that, like, okay, if you're in a nice looking kitchen, I'm just gonna be looking at that. I think, yeah. And well, I'm it, so happy for you doing whatever you're doing in the foreground. But yeah. my focus is gonna be on why you chose those dish towels or what your backsplash looks like. And, well, and then at one point he's like, "Oh, I gotta take a shot. Let me see if my roommate has any alcohol." Amazing. And I'm like, like "We Amazing. are just fully with this man. Amazing. He took us into his pantry. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> and there's not a world where that, that would happen." He uses them. It's not a world where that would happen non-pandemic. Oh my god! You know, that's like so funny. So there's been great experiences. I mean, I think it's been. My husband is obviously trapped in this house with me trying mm. to be a stand-up, and I've been doing a lot of Zoom shows. Like that is how mentally ill I am. Like how hey, much I need the listen attention. To me. You th look. It's a thing where you're all anybody who does what you do for a living is is looking for something in some way. I mean, it's kind yes. of true for anybody who does anything for a living, but not to get too broad. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the, the Zoom thing, don't beat yourself up about doing that. You don't have a mental illness because of that. You're trying to figure out how to do your job. Your job went away. That's terrifying. Yeah. And all I need is to talk, you know, like yes. I do not need anything else. Like laughter is truly an added bonus, but it's not always there. And so people are like, I just can't be on Zoom silent. I'm like, oh, my standup has always felt catastrophic. You know, like it does not need an audience. It just needs me being awake. And so I, I've been able to do it, but like I'll come out of my room feeling, you know, like my office being like, ooh, and my husband will just look at me and be like, ooh, you are really giving it your all in there. Oh like I'm God. performing to the back of the computer and he's oh like, God. Have you guys you gotten okay? noise complaints? No, we, well, we got actually, the one noise complaint we got was during the Browns Steelers um, playoff game uh -huh. because my husband set it up in the backyard and then he invited three Browns fans over who oh. are mentally ill <laughs> and they were like screaming, screaming, yeah. like an 80 year old Mexican man had to be like, are you guys okay? Like what's <laughs> happening over there? Uh. But no, other than that. Oh, see, I, just, I live, I, we, we just have deep, uh, we have a deep voice in this house. Yeah. And uh, when he's doing radio shows for a couple hours a day, I'm just like, you know, that the, the wall there is shared with a small child on the other side. And like, we're going to have to just watch what you say and how loud you say it. Yeah. New York walls aren't like real walls. Oh, I'm in Jersey. Either. These should be oh, real walls. There's okay. No okay. Use for these walls to be as bad as they are. But we've gotten, we got like a nice Christmas note from a neighbor and we were like, oh, that's awesome. And all it was was a Christmas card that basically inside only said, please stop. We can hear everything you say <gasps> after 9.30 PM. So just like say it quieter. But then was there a picture of them on it too? No, but that would have been the only way that it would have been fully funny. Instead, I was like, this still kind of hurts. This still just feels mean. Wow. They had to like, like I, and it was like, no, we've actually been terrible neighbors. Damn. Yeah. It's just well, weird. You're stuck in your own home and then you feel like you have to be quiet and whisper to each other. And you're like, yeah, I feel uncomfortable. I have no freedoms. Where are my freedoms? Yeah. We're at least luckily in a three-bedroom house. Oh, that and must so be nice. That's why you've got no in, noise complaints. It's Stuff. incredible. I don't know what we would be. Do you have like and a like, driveway that belongs we have a, to We you? have a driveway. We have a You're garage. Disgusting. You're disgusting. We have a fire pit. I well, mean, that's it's rude. Really, yeah. we rent. We rent, but it's next level. And I could be around my husband all the time, and he cannot be around me. Like, I think it's yeah. It's similar. That's similar. We we kind of trade. There'll be days where I'm like, I can't with this with what you're doing. In here i cannot how long were you guys off. together before the pandemic what a good, struck it's a very a very good question <laughs> one worth asking uh we went on our first date in october okay so like six months yeah 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 but six months yeah. of him like being on the road and me having a television show with right. him on it so they were very busy six months
That, like, so we got married three months before. Oh, my um, God. So I've only been married in this. And oh, my God. What a joy. The honeymoon stage, they say. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. And we spent our first nine months of our relationship long distance. He was in New York. I was here. And then even when we lived in the same place, oh my God, I was gone shock all the, the time. Yeah. So, like, we have never been, like we're one of those couples that has to have like a rule with like how long we can go without seeing each other because mm. he was always gone for my like birthday's all-star game weekend. Like there's just always things that we had that we were not going to be around each other. Mm. And now it's constant around each other and it's affected him more negatively than me for sure. I was a I was a bartender and a waitress, and there was this there's this restaurant in Chicago called Ed DeBevix, where the whole point is like the wait staff is mean to you, like that's the oh, that's, gimmick. Um, Dick's last Dick's yes. Dick's last resort yes. in Boston. And people always told me that I acted like I worked there, but yes. I was at a regular yes. restaurant. Oh, I got that, <laughs> Megan. I got the exact same feedback. I I'm not kidding. They were like, "Have you ever thought about working at Dick's?" And for a while, I didn't know what that meant. And then when I found out what it meant, I was like. Excuse you, people from six years ago. That was very, very rude. My criticisms and, are funny and yes. also true. These are just mean. Yeah. And like when I would be mean to tables, it would be them like trying to figure out in front of me what they wanted. And yes. I go, why don't you just let me know? And it's like, I don't think, like, I have to do too. Yes. Like, I thought I'm actually my busier than you are at table. Yes. Like, let's go. I thought I was being constructive. Yes, like, I did Dix too. and Eds, they're just like, sit down and shut up. And I was like, you are being a bitch and you yeah. should stop being a bitch. I think that is good customer service. I'm with you. See, like <laughs> I thought I was telling you that you have your back turned to me once you finally got my attention as the bartender <clears throat> and you're asking your friends what they want to drink. And I would argue you could have used the last 10 minutes when you couldn't get my attention to ask your friends what they wanted to drink. And then you go to Dick's and they put a hat on your head that's like, yeah. easier to get into than a community college. I'm like, that's not even true. That's not, and that's, people need to be learning lessons if Thank you're being you. mean to them. Thank you. Criticisms are yes. things you can build on, you can improve. I'm giving you little bits of wisdom for free. Yeah. For free. So I woke up today and I had, we had people over for the first time yesterday in a year. No one's been in this apartment since we've had a dog. So like watching my dog look at other people and be like, people can come in here. Oh, people can come in here. She was so excited. It was just like a, a joyous night of like the simplest thing that a year ago would have felt like a night you're going to forget about. It would have like, been like, Ugh, what losers we are. Yeah, it was, like this happy, it was this happy occasion where like we had to fix the second toilet because we were like, oh, other people are going to be here. So Dan learned how to fix the toilet. It. it was like this beautiful day. And then today I woke up tired and then I, I uh, you know, might have gone to the gym. And, uh, yeah. and then, mm -hmm. I got, I, then I started to realize, I was like, oh, this is too much. And I really do actually have to ask Megan questions. So I, I scaled it back a bit. But well, you know what? When those things hit, we'll go for a ride together. I'm right. We're here like with meeting you. at. You're coming down. I'm, I'm coming, coming down, up. At up. some point, we're gonna meet, and yeah. then fish will start playing. Yeah, that's you I know, think how like it works. right at that. Um, I don't know one fish song. <laughs> I, just, I was gonna say like, I'd, I'd love to help her with this, but my mind is blank. I, I was I'm gonna like, make fish I, noises. I wasn't sure. <clears throat> I'm like I know the kids from my high school that are not doing well. Love them. Um, so they're the they're the band that popped in my head. Hi, who were you in high school? I was like a Patty Simcox, like no super way. yeah, super goody goody. I was a virgin, but one prom queen. So you know, like a nice Ooh. like I was like a chunky virgin prom queen. Oh my god. And not religious. So it like my parents had a boat. That adds up. You know, my parents had a boat. And so that god, definitely helps me. That definitely in a wave runner, you know, that's that's going to put you over the edge. And I had yeah. a huge ass, like a, I look at pictures of it all the time, my high school ass. And I'm like, I can't even believe my parents let me leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> so giant. Oh, uh, so, what, what pants were we wearing then? Like, express. was that, was that? Yeah. So those weren't great ass pants. But we were holding were you like, back. I, I, all my like skinny friends, they were wearing those pants that like zipped up the back. 
Mm. Like the jeans that zipped up the back, they were from this um, like hose store called Pattaya that I couldn't even fit in. Pattaya? Like it, I've never even Pattaya. heard of that. What, it was like, just where, like, are you, uh, where are you from? Indiana? Indiana. It was just a hose store in Indianapolis. And then there was one in Bloomington because if you went to IU, you needed to be a hoe longer. Sure, you know? of course. Like, but at Purdue, where I went, not enough hose, so we did not get the hose store up there. Right, right. It That's was not fair. Of, no, it's kind of up, actually. It's like, we want to be slow too but just because you know we have astronauts we don't get to be but we yeah. found other ways oh, don't good. worry i was gonna ask i was like oh, i don't. hope we still found a way yeah so i had that evolution of like didn't drink really good grades always doing the right thing i was class president like it's like annoying i would have bullied me <laughs> now like old me would bully young me i'm trying to think I... of who you were at my high school and if we were friends was your high school big yeah, I. Yeah. But every time I've said that uh, confidently, I think Dan's high school was gigantic, and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. maybe mine wasn't that big." But I want to say my graduating class was five hundred kids. That feels no, like that's huge. That's big. That doesn't. That's seem, big. That can't be right. We couldn't have had five hundred kids. Because I'm really like bad with two... numbers. Mm-hmm. And like how many of something there is. You're a speller. It's really hard to count. My high school, we start with eight hundred, and then we graduated like. 550. Oh, damn. We lost a lot. We lost a lot of soldiers along the way. Pour one out. That's a lot. And then we would get, we would get kids from another, there was like a bad high school that, mm. or not bad, just like the, our, my high school is bad too, <laughs> but there was another bad high school close Yeah. and a kid would get expelled from there and then they'd come to our high school and a huh. kid would get expelled from our high school and go, we were just trading the worst kids back and forth and it was so fun. Wouldn't my it be crazy sc- if oh. the high schools just did something about it instead of trading oh. them back and forth? What in the world is going oh. on in Indiana? Um, not, I mean, not good education. Yeah. It's mm. very... Mm. Not very, I mean, good college education, which is very surprising to have so many good universities, but on like a public school level, I don't think, I don't actually, I don't think the private schools are killing it either. Mm. There's people that pay like $20,000 to send their kid to a private school in like rural Indiana. And it's It's, like, you're a fucking idiot. One of the weirdest things about being older now is having to look at school differently and having Mm -hmm. to look at like school the way our parents, I mean, obviously that's what's going to happen when you get older, but instead of looking at school as like well, I don't know. Do they have? Is it a cool-looking school? Is it in a fun place? It, now it's like, well, how do they teach math? And it's yeah. like I don't know. I don't know. God, having kids must be so stressful. I I would I I want them. I'm actively trying to get pregnant right now. Are you? Yeah. Do you want to talk about this? Because I would love to talk about. This. Oh yeah, I'm I'm more than happy. I mean, I'm going through sort of this like wild change post high school I became like a you know I was like mm. wild then in college and have I mean you went to a school whose uh, mascot is a shot and a beer but I, yeah how does that yes I'm trying to get pregnant I'm trying to become a mother <laughs> <laughs> I are you how do you know how are you what gave it away what made you decide I um you know I was a nanny I like I love babies yeah. I really always have and I just want I really like my husband I think he's he'll very do a good cool. job um and I I'm really really selfish and like you know I've got some narcissism sprinkled in and so it'll it, I could really f- it up you know it could really yeah. go poorly but I think it will I think it will maybe make me better a better person but, but like being I'm aware really, of it yeah just not thinking about like my number one thing is myself, you know, yeah. like if something happens. I'm like, what am I going to do? What's Megan? I'm truly, I make it all about me. No matter what you could tell me, everyone in your family died. I'd be like, God, it's so crazy that I have to do the podcast with her today. <laughs> like that's where my brain goes. So it's like, I should, probably shouldn't have kids, but I'm hoping I, you know, I'd love to try and be sober for 10 months. That seems funny. What if and- you just tried it right now without a kid? I don't think so. I don't no, think so. It's no. not gonna work I don't out. think it's going to stick. Oh, it doesn't sound like something I'm interested in doing. I don't know if it'll stick when I'm – I also – just the image of being just hugely pregnant and getting to do stand-up, getting to, like, be crazy, yeah. I think will be fun. It's a real Like, thrill. I'll do stand-up with a baby strapped to me. Like, I want to – I'd like to push the mm. boundaries of what people are comfortable with, with yeah. my motherhood. <laughs> I'm into that. Just, like, a full-on – I mean, people, what, was it Ali Wong? Was she the first yeah. one who did it pregnant? And then I feel like somebody did and it afterwards. And then Amy Schumer did Amy it too. Amy Schumer, that's right. Yeah. Well, and no, before yeah, you've that, gotta... there was like no examples. Yeah, I mean, I know. Joan, Joan Rivers and 
I don't know if I want to have Melissa as my daughter. Oh, so you got to make sure you don't. Like that's <sighs> going to take work. You got to make sure you don't have Melissa. Ah, uh, yeah, because like having a spouse that's like dependent on your career is one thing, but having a child mm. that's then like, oh, my thing is being my parents' kid. It's like, Oof. oh no, Oof. that's not. Melissa, I think, still runs Jones instagram account and it makes oh man that's gotta be like psychologically difficult to do of like the burden of keeping your mom alive after your mom for millions yeah for a lot of people who like she meant a lot to a lot of people i think about her especially with the way the world has been since she died i'm like we really need her yeah i'm I'm like she really i think she could have really you know because she she would say stuff about, you know, former man that I think could hurt him. You know, like mm. I think she mm. is mean and would have called him broke and poor and ugly in a way that no one else could have. Yeah, that's I'm, like a great sad point. Missed out on. Yeah, yeah. I remember when she died. My the first thing I thought was like, man, I wish I could have seen the joke Joan Rivers would have written about Joan Rivers being dead. I was like, man, wow. it, it would have been way too soon, but it would have been funny. And we yeah. all would have had to be like, ah, I got to admit, that was really funny. I have a hot mom. Oh, that's tough. I it's have a cute tough. mom. I have a very, very cute mom. Well, yeah. She'd I mean, probably mom- actually kill me for saying that. She'd probably be like, I'm a hot mom. That's yeah, my mom is adorable. cute now. Well, because how old? Your mom is in her, you know. 60-something. Right. Six, so I, to me, she's 60, but I guess she's, she's pretty close to 70. Oh, she's wow. born in 55. How old is my mom? My mom was born in 55, too. What does that mean they are? They're, they're 66. Damn. Yeah. And so they're cute now. Yeah. No, my mom was always pretty cute. She had a fat ass. My mom's got a great ass. Me too. And she's, but I, I didn't, which I'm annoyed by. My whole life I was like, give me a curve, any curve. I am just a straight friggin'. And I know that sounds like, okay, well, at least you're like skinnier, but like mm-hmm. not, there's no form to me. I have no form. Not my even hips. Had a nice, my mom just, had hips. I got no hips. They go straight forward. And usually you would get that from your mom. You like would I think. have, you would I, think. once I walked out in a bathing suit, well, many times, but in front of my grandmother, I had a grandmother who didn't really like me. And I walked out in a bathing suit in front of her and she goes, oh, it's such a shame you have your mother's body. What like, in <laughs> the world were women up to before <laughs> us? Like sometimes I hear stuff that people's grandmas or mothers Ooh. said. And like, look, I get it because I work in sports and I've had to look ahead at the women before me who were the first to break in and forgive them for a lot of things that I think they're come up taught them of like, I've got to treat other women as competition and I have to try to be the only one. Like, and I forgive them for that because it was the, you know, they're a product of their time. And they were pitted against each other. And it was, yeah, it wasn't. It's like, they weren't just, they don't actually care. They don't want it to be that way, but it was the way it was and they had to survive. And I get that with a lot of grandmas and a lot of moms, but sometimes I'm just like, you didn't have to say it's a shame you got your mother's figure. <laughs> Who does that help? What is that? I was like 11. Oh I was my like 11. God. And I truly was like, oh my God, I think my mom's got a good body. Like that's, I wasn't even like offended for me. I was like offended for Peggy. I'm like, come you know, on. Of course your mom's name is Peggy. That makes perfect, of course, perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I what's just feel Peggy's, like women what's always Peggy's get... deal? Where's she, what's, what was her life like? You know, I mean, she met my dad in fifth grade. Damn. <laughs> they didn't, they Damn. didn't get together then, but they've known each other. They didn't since. even know geometry yet. They just took math. Yeah. Like their classes hadn't even started being specifically <clears throat> named. And they were in, they were like in the same fifth grade class. My dad had a thing for her. She didn't have a thing for him. And then he just kind of waited until they were in their 20s. And Persistence. Till they yeah. were in their 20s. He just <laughs> <Yeah>. waited. <laughs> He had other girls. I think he. I mean, it's not dissimilar because, like, CJ and I, we, my husband and I, we were friends for eight years before we started dating. And I'm always like, "Did you love me then?" And he, since I'm crazy, he has to go. I've loved you since you were a baby. Oh, that's really Um, funny. He knows you so well. Dan and I are but, similar. I mean, we knew each other for a couple of years and I had him on my show a couple times. Like we kept kind of running wow. into each other. And then, you know, and I always was like, hell yeah, this guy's awesome. He's like mm-hmm. not difficult. He doesn't hit on me. There's no weird anything. He's just he's like tall. Very he's easy. got a cool voice. Yeah. Oh my God, his voice. I was like, I've never heard a person with a voice like yeah. that. He can do other people's voices. He, oh, he like, can. He is yeah. great at like, impressions. I was like, he respects me. I'm like, I'll have this dude on any show. I don't care if he's promoting nothing. And what? 
what my brain wasn't realizing was that my brain was like, you love him. I think mm-hmm. you might love him. Mm-hmm. That might mm-hmm. be a good one to just, just try that door. Open it. See what's inside. But instead, did he like, like no, no, you? I so we. This is we talk about this all the time now. Where I'm like, did you it's like so me fun. back then? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, of course I did. And I was like, yeah. But it's like <clears throat> part of the reason that it works now is because I loved him so much because he never made that. Yeah. He was never like, Oof. I'm being good on your show and I'm doing your show a lot because I want you to have sex with me, which yeah. would have made me completely shut the door and been like, well, mm-hmm. cool, thanks. But he was just so cool about it that now when he tells me he had a crush on me or like there was one point where he had a girlfriend that he was like, I probably would have, but I wasn't because I have a girlfriend. But then it's, <clears throat> it, it's just funny to look back at it now and just be like, man, thank you for not uh, leading with that. I really appreciate you not leading with that. And it's very, I couldn't do that, you know, like, I mean, shoot your shot is like what men are taught to, but, and there's people and we're probably both two of them where like, you do need the space yeah. to come to the realization yes. on your yes. own. Sometimes and then I'm a little slow on yeah. the uptake of a person liking me because mm-hmm. my whole uh, childhood, that was not really it. I, people didn't really do that much. When did you have your first boyfriend? Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't really count. I would say in middle school, maybe like seventh grade, this kid, Jeremy Green and I dated, but then he broke up with me in my Valentine's Day cart. He was like, I don't think we should date anymore. And I was like, well, dude, fine. But couldn't you tell me tomorrow? Like, why? Do you ever get cards that are nice? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> Seems yeah. like a lot actually, of it's vicious funny it's cards. My, it's a thing I never put together, but it's one of my favorite things about Dan is when he makes me a card. I'm like, the things you write in here are very genuine and very nice, and I appreciate them. And he's probably like, that's what a card is, lady. I Why know, but that's not what most people – I didn't actually – like. For me. CJ writes really nice cards. When we yeah. were long distance, he sent me um, a postcard every day for 17 days and wrote like different things he like loved about me on them and I was like oh and you know he he varied it you know it was like nachos like your delusion you know it was not all just like you're the lust and love of my life um and he wrote really nice things and I was like I don't think I've ever written anything anybody nice like I'm like smiley face Megan and so now I like write in cards but he taught me that that's the best I'm also realizing that the reason that I don't think people, I don't assume people like me is because of a thing I've known has been the meanest prank ever pulled on me, but I never really processed what it probably did to my life. When I was in, uh, when I was in middle school, my good friend at the time, quote unquote, I had a crush on this guy and I had, I mean, everybody kind of knows a tragic middle school haircut. I had very, very short hair. And it was at the same time that I had braces mm-hmm. and I'm Italian. So I had a little bit of like Hair. A, a sideburn <laughs> action that I definitely didn't need and could have been taken care of, but wasn't. And you weren't mm-hmm. missing any of it because my hair was short. So there was nothing to hide behind. Uh, no. Yeah. Just too exposed, too young. Point is, I had a crush on this guy who was like one of the funny, cool guys. And my friend, he like, they had him tell me to like meet him at the cafeteria because he wanted he and my friend had broken up and he wanted to ask me to the dance. And so I like met him in the middle of the cafeteria to be asked to this dance. And then he, this was the meanest insult. If you grew up when we grew up, psych, he said, psych no. in my face. And then his, my friend, Abby, like, came up from wherever she was hiding at the lunchroom and like walked off with him. They hadn't really broken up. I just got totally hosed. Uh into being embarrassed at the lunchroom. So now when somebody's like, I have a crush on you, I'm like, no, you don't. Let's go away forever until you prove it. Prove that you're nice. That's like, that's like a scene in a movie that you're like, kids aren't this mean. And like, and the fact that the, they were, that he was dating your friend and then he was like, we're not even broken up. That's like a, that's a tag. That's Mm -hmm. a tag on a prank that was already mean enough. Yep. Thank you for understanding. It feels so good to get that off my chest. I would do a lot of, there were just so many Megans. I'm sure there, I oh, have a course. joke about how many friends named Katie I had and I would get, um, and there was, even in college, there was a Megan in my sorority who was like so hot, like the hottest girl yeah, in our sorority was a Megan and it would be tough because people would constantly be being like, oh, Megan is so hot. And it was not about me. It's also like when you're on The Bachelorette and you look around and you see hot Megan and you're like, I guess I'm Megan G. Because you just know you're going to have to have your last initial because she gets to keep the pureness of Megan. Yeah, exactly. And it was, you know, I mean, 
I'm, I love how I'm talking about how hard it was in my sorority. But it's like, listen, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely traumatizing to be the fat Megan in the sorority. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, I have two older brothers, and they're very, very, very smart, funny. They were, like, the coolest boys that went to my high school. It was, like, very hard following in their footsteps. Yeah, I can relate. And, Just one, and, but I okay. can relate. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, whenever I meet people, and then they're like, oh, you have older brothers? I'm like, yeah. They're like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it does. okay, that's an insult. Thank you. No, um, it's not. It's a compliment. I think it's, I think sometimes it's both, you know? Yeah. I mean, everything is, if you think about it. That's true. And so when I started doing stand-up, it was kind of like the first time that I was doing something different than them. Mm. And and so like a few years into it, I was like, you know, they had come to a show. I was drunk. I was obviously like feeling myself. And I'm like, I'm just so sorry that like I do stand-up so you guys like can't now. <laughs> and they were like, we would never want to do what you do. <laughs> like, this is an embarrassment. What did they do? I think that. I mean, one's a lawyer. Oh, God. Um, and is running Illinois' like vaccine program. Doing well or or They're doing problem? great. Okay, no, he, he's in the National Guard, too. He's like a... Damn. I know. And we're you not got even an all-American nice. family. We're not even that nice to him. Like, he he ran for state senate what? when he was 29, and what I forget it all about? the time. Shut up. He's not on... People are like, why isn't he on any social media? I'm like, oh, he ran for public office. I forgot. <laughs> Oh, my God. I know. And we're mean to him. We're mean to him. That is. Um, oh, my God. Because it make, he makes us, like, feel bad, you know? Yeah, like, yes. We'll definitely – I have a joke about this where, like, on Memorial – you know, all my parents – or my grandparents were in the armed services. My, like, grandma and grandpa met during World War II, you know, like, both like that. Um, and I say both because then he left her for, like, a 19-year-old. So That's it didn't – you know, it didn't Pearl Harbor work out. It's not as but, romantic as we like to make it. No. I it mean, it sucked. It's real. You know, yes, it's very yes. real. Yep. Um, but, well, you know, we're always, like, on Veterans Day, like, we ha- we thank them, but then we're like, oh, and Ryan, thank you, too. You should go to Outback or whatever and get a free Bloomin' Onion. And then he, like, will send us articles about, like, his friends that have perished, and it, we're like, ugh, you're really ruining our buzz. <laughs> like, There's no comeback. Even... What do you want me to say? My friend I didn't know. book a gig they tried to get last week, and that was sad for all of us. Yeah, listen, I've I've lost some some soldiers along the way just to <laughs> casual drug use, yes. but never defending the freedom. Um, and then my other brother, he's a realtor. <laughs> all right. Well, the, oh my god, you guys really hit all of them. Well, what does your brother do? He's uh he's in um God, it's I always call it marketing, but I'm pretty sure it's ad sales. He's in digital ad sales. Okay. Which he's very, very good at. But my brother yeah. is like, my brother growing up was the golden child. He was so mm-hmm. good at everything. He was good enough at hockey that he went to private school. Like he, uh, you know, I went to public school. I Oh my God, was, you had to go to a different hoping, school? Yeah. He went to like an all boys private school and I went to Framingham High because I was like, I don't know. I want to have like the high school movie experience. Which, yeah. Why did I want that? It sucked. Yeah, you got, I mean, you did. You got bullied in the cafeteria. Yeah. Oh God, that was middle school. But middle school was the worst, hands down, worst time of life. Middle school was the worst time of my Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Seventh grade. I I can pinpoint just seventh grade. Like there isn't an amount of money that someone could pay me to go back to seventh grade. It was, and like, if I told anyone that I was friends with from seventh grade, they'd be like, you seemed happy and good. I mean, like, I think we all oh, yeah. hated it. My brother, I told my brother this recently. My brother's like, I thought you were popular all your life. I was like, what are, yeah. you, what are you talking about? Are yeah. you paying any attention? My house used to get egged in high school every weekend. It was very- we But had, they were thinking of you. Exactly. And, you know, they fed sometimes because they'd throw the eggs and they wouldn't uh, crack because they were- So then you- so then I can just, just eat free eggs. You know, they're dropping off pantry items yeah, that we it's need. Like, it was like DoorDash. It was like I but just why, got food delivery. Why were they egging your house? I think it originally started because my house was like on a corner of a street right across mm. from the middle school. So it was like it, oh, it was no. easy to give directions yeah. to find where my house was. And uh, I had a mom who was a bartender and a dad who worked late. And when Or when he would go on business trips to like – he's always going to Huntsville, Alabama – uh, we, I would have parties and at my house. And so, uh, I would tell kids, I didn't know they couldn't come because I'm like, I don't know you and you can't come into my house. And then they started egging my house. And then it just became like, once enough people do it and it happens enough times, it's like, oh, we will go egg Katie's house. My dad would make me scrub it off the house every time. 
Wake me up and be like, your friends egg the house again. I'm like, how many times can I tell you, sir? These are not my friends. (laughs) These are not my friends. Not only are they not my friends, when you make me clean it, they drive by and get exactly what they were looking for. So this is really torture. My brothers were like bad. They were, you know, they were like cool bad. They were sneaking out all the time. And so they kept getting blamed for things once they were gone. Like a woman came and was like, your sons drove through my yard. And my dad was like, my sons are 27. They didn't do that. Like they live in Chicago. And she was like, okay, well they, they taught someone to do it then because they've left their mark. That was me. I was a troublemaker. My brother was a good kid, but he was like a, he was just very good at like not getting in trouble. I just had to argue all the time. My parents were always like, you need to get the last word. And I'm like, yeah, cause you're wrong and I'm right. This is an injustice. I was so good. My brother called the cops on my parents once. What? Yeah. He oh called my the cops. God. I would have been, I wouldn't have seen the light of day. He, so he called the cops once and then like was like, never mind. And then he called again and was like, never mind. And they were like, well, dog, you called twice. We have to send just like a patrol yeah. car now. And my parents just told me to hide in the basement. They were like, we don't even want to get you involved. You can Which just go downstairs. Which is probably the worst possible <laughs> advice because God forbid they check the basement and then they have to explain why there's a fire kid down there well and my the reason my brother called the police is because he said my parents were holding him hostage oh my god he what age the, was he he was like 16 is this your oldest brother no this isn't even my oldest my oldest brother he was gone oh by that point god. and then it was like i think that's what i at that point my parents i think were like okay we, we can handle this megan will be good and watch jeopardy with us michael oh my god he's gonna smoke a thousand cigarettes in the next week but like we can find him and but then it was like without my other brother there to beat him up he just was like like he got like a superhero powerful you know like he was like i will be superb bad and was just what there's i don't even know about like oh that's the crazy thing when you get older and you find out like wait what happened yeah yeah Yeah. but my oldest brother he did a really up thing like I I wasn't really I didn't really drink but when my brothers went to college they went to the same school so I would go visit them okay and then they would be like you can drink with us you know like we'll show you like the right thing and so the first time I ever drank or smoked weed was like visiting my brothers and then my oldest brother I went to visit him during like a summer session and I was like can we smoke weed that was fun like I loved it you know I was like 14 like young like can we please smoke weed and so he no maybe I was 15 or 16 so he got me weed and then I wouldn't let him borrow my car like a few weeks later and he wrote my parents a letter that I had made him buy me weed shut up yeah my best friend still has not forgiven him like she'll see him and be like hi like is that the realtor or the lawyer lawyer I'm realizing too. So it's Sunday. I've said this a million times, but it's in in 13 minutes is the like a game. 12 minutes. No, I was. Go- it should be the All Star Game because we're on a podcast called Sports. But the thing I've noticed that the <laughs> internet is f- consumed by today is an interview with mm, Oprah oh, yeah. and Meghan Markle. I didn't know this was like a. We don't have a lot of events left on the internet mm-hmm. where like everybody's tuning in to discuss. And like you know, the All Star Game's missing a bunch of dudes because we're still in a pandemic. I forgot yeah. for a second, but it's like a, uh, I was like, I wonder if Megan Gailey's like super into the Royal family. I know people I, are, I don't judge. I'm just not one yeah, of those people. I, um, I, I told you this right before we got on, I'm now doing a podcast for the Lifetime Network. That's um, what we need to talk about. And we watched Harry and Megan's Lifetime movie this week. And so there was a lot that I didn't know. Like, I love a theme for anything. So whenever they're getting married and people are like, here's a cocktail and a fascinator, I'm like, fun, I'll come get drunk in a hat, you know, whatever. But I, and like Diana dying was obviously like very devastating to my white mom. Um, Mine too, and- man. They knew Diana. Like, they were like, we are Diana. And I'm like, yes, you in Indianapolis are Diana. Totally. But it, like, JFK Jr. and Diana, I'm like, oof, they are in my mom's family. I guess because she is really upset. Um, But I, but I'm not like, I I mean, I'm into them being bad and me being on Meghan Markle's side. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I've been loving everyone's really mad at Bethany Frankel today. And yes. that has been a fun yes. um, 
yeah. She, uh, my mom loved Bethany. I think uh, I saw a tweet that summed it up pretty well, but I really don't remember who wrote it. And that makes me feel like a jerk, but I'm going to say it anyway, where somebody was like, you know, Bethany Frankel always looked like the sane one when she was surrounded by worse people. Yes. Like it was yes. easy to be tricked into being like, Bethany tells it like she, like it is. And then yeah. you see her in the real world, say something and you're like, that's not what it is, Bethany. That's not what right. it is at all. But next to Ramona Singer, yes. the devil yes. would look like a good person. And you're like, oh, and then the later seasons- uh, I fell off because I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are anymore. But I bet people started to notice that she's like, uh, I don't know. She's just people that are too into their, themselves. It's never going to work for you. Like if you're so into yourself, you cannot see another person's experience. Just consider that maybe you shouldn't talk on that issue in that way. Bethany Frankel's yeah. real problem was that she went through all this stuff and nobody cared. And now somebody else is going through it. And she's like the girl from Suits instead of recognizing that it's not the girl from Suits. It's a person. Women of color to have made it into the royal family to then yeah. leave right away who's about to tell us why. And she's like, I she's from suits and now she's famous. And it's like, like okay, I mean, that that's the exact same ascension to fame you have. Yes. You know, like you you are an F version of her. Yes. So to hate her only comes across as very jealous. transparently jealous. Yes. And like, yes, girl, I thought I was gonna be with Harry too. You know, like right? we all saw Harry not lose his hair and we're like, what's up? But we're not with Harry. That's so right. we can and Bethany is always only being critical of women of color. Yes. And, and so it's like also hey girl, she dated Megan's ex or yes. wants to date Megan's yes. ex-husband? Yes. And he was like, no thanks. And now she just transparently shits on Megan Markle all the time. And it's like, what you clearly want what she's had or has, can't have it, and that upsets you. We see you. Stop yelling. Yeah. yeah. Why are you so mad about WAP? What's the podcast for Lifetime? Are you talking about Lifetime movies? Because yeah, so, so I have two subscribers in this house because Dan has gotten super into Lifetime movies during wow. the Wow. Um, yeah, so I host it with this other comedian, Naomi Ekperrigan, who is like truly one of the funniest. And we watch a different Lifetime movie every week and then talk about it as mean or as funny as we're allowed to given the fact that Lifetime is paying us to do I was going to say, does Lifetime pay you? Because sometimes <laughs> yes. that keeps you from being honest. But they're, but they're actually, about it. they're cool. They're, yeah, there was one movie that we, because they, they can, we'll, they let us say whatever. And then, and then they they'll don't take like it out. It, just I'm take thinking it about, out. as you were talking <laughs> earlier and saying certain things, I'm like, oh, this is really fun, but ESPN's going to take most of this out. <laughs> I mean, all then whatever isn't whatever gets on the cutting room floor for this, and all of my 2017, 2018 ESPYS jokes, we can just put oh into God. a folder, and and that just a one Patreon, you can read all of the things I had to say that they definitely we're not going to put on the air. Oh my God! You know, you are one of the only people who can relate specifically to my struggle of working here, of like getting the joke that's funny enough. Yeah but isn't to anything else to get on air at ESPN. They would like call the people that we were making jokes about and tell them the Shut joke. Up. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, that's a, that's a real hidden secret. <laughs> oh my God, I wish I could go back to not knowing that. Yeah. That yeah. hurts my feelings. Um, yeah, and, and I think they, it truly was operating from a place of like, we don't want to make anyone mad sure like, but that's okay. not how, that's not how you handle things you can't be like hey i'm gonna say something really mean is that okay because then when they're like no it's not yeah. okay you're like got it i stand for nothing i'll delete it and then there were there were athletes that would call and say can you guys write a joke about me oh <laughs> who do you remember anyone do you remember oh yeah anyone? i mean tio for sure <laughs> oh well, that's the least surprising name you could give me. I wanted something juicy. Like it's like he wants to move his seat up. You know, he's yeah. the game player. We got to make a joke about him, even though it couldn't be less topical. Like couldn't we, be less. Hasn't played in seven years. Listen, and like I remember Peyton being like, "I can't say this about Tio," and we were like, "Tio actually asked for you to say this about him." Yeah. So don't worry. He actually wrote it himself. So he wants it. I would get in trouble at the NFL for things that I didn't even think I was going to get in trouble for. Like though. what? 
just even saying like the most innocuous thing about Jerry Jones. And then they'd be like, you know, Jerry Jones is your boss. And I'm like, I f- okay. It's sorry. like, the, is he, but is he, how can he be everyone's boss? And if he's my boss, why haven't we met? Why haven't yeah. we had a performance review? Because if he's I my got, boss, yeah, put your money where your mouth is. HR issues. Yeah. And also, um, I'm not saying anything that my boss doesn't already know. Yeah, you know, right? Like, if my boss cared to pay attention, my boss would understand that what I'm saying is pretty accurate about yeah. my boss. So. Yeah, my boss's team is under 500. I don't. I did not make up yeah, the I'm numbers. Yeah, I'm not being mean to him. I'm saying that, facts. They're like, you can't be mean to Jerry Jones. Yeah, basically, like, the message. And it's like, he doesn't care. He does he not care about Or if me. he does care, we don't have to care that he cares. Why does he care? Somebody just has to look at him and go, hey, Mr. Jones, sir, you can't care about this. You got a lot to care about. This isn't it. Just laugh at this and let people laugh at this. It'll benefit you in the long run if you just laugh at it, Mr. Jones. Yeah, being a villain, I wonder, it's not good. Like, it can't be fun to know, oh, everybody doesn't like me. Like that would be they act like it they act like it is though. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they that's why they don't like jokes about them because they're like, don't confront me with the issues yeah, that we both have actually, with me. I'd rather just pretend they weren't there. My best friend, like my best friend from growing up is very mean. And I have tried to cut her out probably. Um and but she you know, she just like refuses. And she will she's like she'll never she is mean to me still. And what will is she always mean be how? And why? Just like, I don't know. Well, she had a very difficult childhood and then like had to help raise her siblings and is a nurse and is just like lived and like always has two Coors Light bottles open in her hand and will like fight, goes to jail for fighting, will like get dumped. Yeah. I mean, is wild. And she will just look at me and be like, that looks like you know, or like, you thought that joke was good. That joke was bad. Like I was, I was opening for, um, for Anthony Jeselnik for like a while, but it, we were in Indian. So like friends came and we're in a, Anthony are in like a green room and he's not a diva, but he likes things how he likes things yes, as course. anyone who has their own green room and gets to ask what's in there is going to feel. And she comes back after the show. I don't know who let her back, just walks fully back, walks oh into God. the green room, is talking about somebody takes two beers out of the fridge Shut and then up. goes, Ugh, I gotta go find your parents. And Anthony looks at me and he's like, that is the greatest person I've ever seen in my yeah, life. She's a tornado. She's just so mean and scary and very fun too. I don't, I don't want to undersell her, but she just will go to people in the same trip to Chicago. Uh, the train we were on caught on fire Caught on fire and the door slammed closed. Oh, this is a, this was a great day in history. The door slammed closed. She pried the doors open with her God bare God. hands. And then we went to a White Sox game and she got in a fight with this guy I was dating, his friend he brought. And she was so mad at him that she made him go sit someplace else in the stadium. Oh my God. <laughs> I love, I love and hate. I want to hug her. What I yeah. want to do is hug her. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, we were watching the Zoom wedding yesterday and someone texted us, you're not on mute. And my life flashed before my eyes. I had been talking mad, like mad, mad, mad. Because we had been checking. We're muted, right? We're muted. Okay, we're muted. And then like some setting changed and we got unmuted. And so then we immediately, I was like, could you hear me? And they were like, no, you're good. But like they could just hear that we were not muted, but they could, I mean, I was talking oh, about damn. the, like, not the wedding, but like, uh, like fam, people's families. <laughs> oh my like, God. What was the pandemic wedding like? Still a blast? You know, it was in their backyard. I think in a lot of ways it ends up in being easier for people because mm-hmm. you're just like, it's going to be five people and I'm not going to have to deal with xyz of everything that you have to deal with like i don't think she gronked her husband's computer i wouldn't have or maybe she i mean maybe it's more likely that she did because the computer was like actually needed for a wedding when have you ever needed it yeah but it was i mean i've done zoom i have multiple zoom funerals at this point really yeah i've had two zoom funerals two zoom weddings zoom bachelorette party i did a zoom intervention Um, jesus 
Yeah. You've been doing all of it. I've done a lot of Zoom. I thought I was on a lot of Zoom, but it's mostly just been like trivia night and some like Jackbox game. I haven't done any. That's tough. Yeah. The Zoom funerals were crazy. We're pretty crazy. Because it just feels icky. Like you're just like, um. It's just very disconnected. And yeah, so and the whole just, point is like to be connected. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like sitting in your home. For one of them, I was just sitting in my home sobbing. Oh <laughs> and you're like, God. this doesn't even like, and then you're like, do I have my, should I, I'm like crying. Um, what, I mean, one of the Zoom funerals I went to, there were like a lot of famous people in it and it was insane and then you feel insane because you're like scanning it through and then you're like oh no he's so upset (laughs) it was it was like i like took a picture of someone on it like it was bad it was it was oh my god it was surreal it was really like it and i know this is what like stupid people say but it was like a black mirror episode like i was like i'm still i'm like devastated and grieving but like my weird instincts are still there to be like there's a famous person and and you're all crying and your cameras are on and then you're like in a chat it's just it's not now it's not how we should be grieving so you it's not every you shouldn't be able to see everyone's face during a <sighs> funeral you're supposed to be look you're all supposed to be looking forward but in this situation like looking forward meant seeing it's like if a funeral yeah. happened and everyone invited stood at the front and faced out. Yeah. Like a, it's not about, it's not supposed to be about that, but it's impossible instinctively so, to not yes. be like, that person looks <laughs> like they're faking crying or like right. that person's not even paying attention. Why is he on, on his, his phone? phone. Yeah. yeah. When are you going back out like onto the road? Do you have stuff on the horizon? No. The answer to this can be no. It's I don't. Oh, I really I I mean I'm I've started doing outdoor shows here. Like those have only reopened in the last few weeks. And yeah. I even did one this week where I was like, people are behaving in a way that makes me uncomfortable, you know? So like um I don't know when I'll do when I'll travel for stand up again. Do you miss it? Does any part of you miss it or do yeah. you hate that part of it? No, I definitely was I got to the point where I hate it. I, I just was not enjoying being on the road. Like I was like, I really am having a nice time doing stand-up in LA. I'm now writing professionally. Like I feel kind of zapped anyways that I don't want to then travel on top of yeah. the work I'm already doing. And so I did start to resent it. And yeah. when I was opening, like I was with Anthony for like two years and it's like, we're staying at like the Ritz. Like Anthony is hooking it up. Yeah. And then when I'm by myself, it's like I'm in a condo in Wisconsin, like, this isn't what I remembered. And so I just started to turn on it. But now I'm like, what I would give to be at a condo in Wisconsin. Right? That's like Dan, you know, he had a couple weekends, a couple of them he had to cancel. And then like one, he went, he went to Salt Lake City. He came back, had COVID. We didn't find out till too late. I got COVID, but he felt so bad. And I was like, look, you were either going to give me COVID or like you were going to go insane in this apartment. You yeah. have not gone this long without doing that in for years. Like it's been yeah. your, it's been your life. So of course you were going a little stir crazy without it. Mm-hmm. You needed to go. I knew the risks. We're both okay. We got over it, but it was just like, I feel so bad that every time he needed to go do the thing that like satisfies his life and his drive it was like he had to risk that he was going to get me sick and then it happened on my birthday no like this went as poorly for you as it could have wow i mean thank god you didn't die i know i I said to him i'm like you better start hoping that i don't have this bad and that my asthma from my childhood is no longer around because for him he's like that's hbo special number two yeah (laughs) you know he's like turn away that story i could probably sell that one get it even to netflix for me stand-up is such a like uh, it's how I grieve. It's how I process. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. And that is embarrassing, but it really helps me deal with so much. And to not have that at like one of the saddest, scariest times has been almost like debilitating. Yeah. To just be like, oh, I don't know how to do anything without this other thing that helps me kind of be a normal person yeah you're like i have to get it out watch what people how they react to it and then like oh figure out you know where i go with that yeah that's like me i'm like big life events big things that happen in the news that affect everybody like i use my work to 
understand them better. Like, oh, I can do a deep dive. I can write about this. That's how I understand things is by writing about them. And then when I like pandemic hits, I don't really have, they, I don't have a show anymore. And then I'm just like sitting here and all these big events are happening and like Black Lives Matter things happening. And I'm like, I can't process any of this because I yeah. have nothing to write about it for. So then I just at one point was like, screw it. I'm just going to start writing into a Google doc and save it there. And that helped. Yeah. And I think at some point you'll be fast. I mean, that's what stand-up is. You know, it's really just a time capsule of how you're expressing yourself at that time. Yeah. So now you should do an HBO special. I'll be like, oh, oh God. Hello, Dan. I could never. I could never. I have no idea how you guys do it, but I absolutely love watching you do it. It's my favorite thing. I've always just loved watching stand-ups, and I'm just like, I, me? No. But you? Hell yeah. It's I so you, fun. I think it would be so a truly, like, and I tell, whenever people are like, I want to do it, I'm like, please don't do it. Don't do yeah, it. Like, no. there's like Too a many people of- are told they should do it. It's yeah. just people default to that too early. Somebody's kind of funny, and they're like, you should do stand-up. It's like, you don't know about stand-up and and you can like tell the stand-ups that were told that too much and because it's always just these very confident men that Mm. are just the truly the least funny people you've ever been around in Mm -hmm. your life and it's Mm -hmm. like how did you get here like how Mm. just the l's i have a very specific name in my mind and i'm hoping that you have the exact same very specific name in your mind but for the sake of probably you more than me we just won't say it there's i have like 20 people in my mind i have men men and women in my mind but usually the Mm. women that do stand up you have to come from like a a truly much more confident place because you're putting yourself out there in a way crazier way Mm. you don't realize that but that's just like the women it attracts but there's definitely women that i see bomb every single time i see them do stand up and i'm like i don't know why you would keep doing this like this would be truly devastating to me and you're like pretty good set huh oh god i wish i had that where i could just do awful and then be like that felt all right and you're like no it felt it hurt me so if the fact that it didn't hurt you is like very strange. I'm more empathetic to your pain than you are to your own pain. What's yeah, going on? I'm feeling what's what up? you need to be yes. feeling. Can you take some of this embarrassment yeah. away from me because it hurts? There's, I know comics that are that are like, I've stopped telling people good set if they didn't have one. Like we it's need not to stop. Bad. You guys we need sometimes to stop lying. Are like you guys all compliment each other, which we looks do. on the outside like it's cool, and then something happens that disrupts your industry, and I'm like. Oh, Maybe if you hadn't told that guy it was a good son, he could be criticized and be more open to taking criticism. Wow. Yeah. I like to, I definitely have enemies in stand up and like they know, we know, like, but then I know. If you call them a nemesis, it makes it into more of like a story of will they, won't they, than if you call them an an enemy sounds like you're mad, a nemesis (laughs) sounds like they're evil. So always go with nemesis. Okay. Well, I have some, I have some nemesis and I have a a foe. Mm. Um, But then I love to imagine the people that, hate me that I don't even know about. Ooh, I don't think I've ever done that. And I just got very scared when you said it. That's like a weekly exercise for me. (laughs) I just assume everyone forgets about me. And so every time I see them, I'm like, it's me. It's Katie. We met one time at this thing. And they're like, okay, I know. And I'm like, I don't know. That's just such a like... That's a truly healthy, humble way no, it's to not. think. It's, I no, think I'm, it really the, I'm just on the other side of the spectrum of you. You are on your end and it's unhealthy. And I'm on the <laughs> other end and it's unhealthy. Like I can't ever just walk into a room and be confident that like someone's cool with me being there. I walk in and I'm like, you guys want me to head out? You got it. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Like I'm just so wow. All the time. And I walk in and I'm like, I bet they all just thought, oof, she lights up a room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're both sick. We're just sick in different ways. Oh, and that's how we find ourselves behind these microphones. I'm very grateful to you for doing this. This was a fun way to spend my Sunday. It really is just me conning you into talking to me on the phone for an hour under the guise of it being a podcast. I might never publish this. I just wanted to <laughs> hang out. And I'm scared to ask you to be my friend. I'll be so... your friend. Uh, it was, this was fun. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you. I'm so um, happy. All right. It's just me again. That is, uh, that's it for Megan. What a one, big thanks to her for doing this on a Sunday. She's a, a wonderful human and I'm realizing now I should have her Twitter account ready so that I can tell you to go follow her. It's probably just going to be Megan Gailey, but let me just double check. Uh, yep. It's just at Megan Gailey. So go follow her. 
We love her very much and are really grateful to her. And that's it, you guys, for this week's edition of Sport. Well, this week's second edition of Sports. We use a template for the podcast, and I don't adjust it on Thursdays. And so you're right. After this, I will go adjust the template so I stop saying this week's edition when it's really this week's second edition. Shout out to our sponsors, Brooklyn and Full Sail and BetterHelp. Shout out to Megan Gailey, who I've already told you, at Megan Gailey. Go follow her on Twitter. And I think it's better Megan Gailey on Instagram. You'll find her. Uh, Shout out to The Right Time with Bamani Jones. His podcast is awesome. And one day we will get him on this podcast. Uh, Shout out to Bamani Jones for telling me that in California, you can get gym equipment delivered directly to your hotel room, a thing I definitely didn't know, and I would have had to get out of shape if you if you follow. Big thanks to you guys for listening now and again later on a different streaming service or two, or you could always leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which by the way, we read and we love them, like this one from P. Murphy LA that says, Nolan is a great listener who gives fantastic detail to each topic and interview. That's so nice. Travis, thank you for picking that review. P. Murphy LA, thanks for leaving that review. And to all of you, sorry for not um, <coughs> giving you a podcast that does that this week. It's... um. It's still funny, and it's good. It's just not as deep. Whatever, Katie, stop beating yourself up. Lastly, uh, don't forget that you can always leave off a voicemail at 860-506-5571. Anything else? My friend Nate Bargetzi has a new stand-up special that just dropped on Netflix today called, um, I think it's Greatest Average American. Wow. Just go look it up. That's also fun if you guys are looking for something to do. I miss my dog so much. I, I knew I would miss my dog, but boy, do I miss Myrtle so much. It's Thursday, and I'm not going to see her again until Wednesday, and I'm going crazy, but I'm living based on videos of her being sent to me by Dan. Um, Travis and Christina say goodbye, and, uh, and bye from me as well. Bye. I love you. I mean it.